0: your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome to Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively pursuing their passions and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. Today I'm joined by Colin Christopher, but many of you might know him by his performer name, Casper. Casper released his debut project, Kept Me Company, December of 2020. Since then, he's done a few live performances and is about to release his first ever music video. Thank right. you so much for coming on, Colin. Of course,
1: of course, of course. <laughs> Glad to be here.
0: Okay. So, Colin, just for the fans, you are an aspiring music artist.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna be more than aspiring. I think I'm more than aspiring now. I've you... been doing it for a minute, so
0: Okay, so how long's a minute?
1: Um, I mean I've really been making music since I was fourteen. So Um, only like recently did I start putting out music, which was like, what, like July 2019. So, you know, for a lot of people that just started listening to me, it's like a really short journey. But for me, you know, I'm closer to 10 years than anything at this point. So.
0: Oh, wow. So it's really been a journey. What would you say? What has been your inspiration for wanting to create music?
1: Man, everything really like, um, there's just so many different inspirations I draw from. I think. You know, number one is just my life um, experiences that I have. It could be anything. It could be like a big thing. You know what I'm saying? A season of my life that I go through. It could be a conversation I had. It could be a relationship, obviously. Um, It can be arguments. It can be falling out, betrayal, all that kind of stuff. But beyond my life, like I think really um, talking about the world around me, talking about my friends' lives, their stories. Um, And then, of course, just the the usual stuff that I I like and I enjoy and kind of consume if it's like a tv show or movies that i love or art all kinds of different things so i just i just try to like stay inspired keep pushing the envelope and draw inspiration from pretty much everywhere
0: and so can you tell our listeners where are you from where did you grow up in
1: yeah i um so i grew up like i was born in uh like the dallas area and then i moved from there to orlando florida lived there for like seven years and then moved back to the dallas area um, for like middle school, high school age, and then, um, of course, went to college in Austin, and I've been here ever since I moved here for college. So,
0: What would you say is a skill set that you required in order to write songs?
1: Man, um, I mean, that's a good question. I feel like there's no set, like, skill set that you need. Um, just being able to draw from your experiences or the things that you kind of take in in your life, and then being able to paint a picture of that in your music and for me, I think it, it involves, you know, a lot of uh, the words and like the way I kind of put things together, because I've always loved writing. Like that's always been a passion of mine. And I think music like really made that click on another level. But um, for other people, I think it can be, you know, more in the production or more in, you know, how loud they are, how energetic they are. Like we just we use different ways to ex- express ourselves. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's different for everybody.
0: And so you said you like writing. Was that something that you did a lot growing up, like in high school or just like in general?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I used to want to be an author. Um, I used to want to be a lot of things. I used to want to be like a a painter, like a like a like an artist, like a comic artist, actually. And then I wanted to be an author. Um, I remember I like started a book in, um, in like high school. I probably got like 70 pages into it. I would probably hate to read that now, <laughs> but
0: um, do you remember what was it what was the book about?
1: It was just about my life, like I would just like write about my life and like thoughts I had or like whatever it, It's kind of like what I do in music now, but it was you know from a high school perspective so um it, it was funny. I'm sure reading it now would be funny, but, um, hopefully it's on a hard drive that doesn't work anymore now. <laughs> so.
0: no, I love that. And so I got to ask, Casper,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how did you come up with that name? Because everyone knows that Childish Gambino got his name from a name generator. I think same with Wu-Tang, right? Uh,
1: I don't know where Wu-Tang got their name from. I I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, no, what happened was Gambino got his name from a Wu-Tang name generator. You're right. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah.
0: So how did you come up with yours?
1: Um Mine, I'm, I really don't have, like, a really cool story for it. So <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the funnier story, like, first. I used to be – I used to go by Chris Lord, and, like, the, the the O in Lord was an X. And that was, like, this whole era where, like, ASAP Rocky was super popular. And, like, it was, I was in high school, so – oh, well, we were in high school. And um, that's where I got that from. And it was, like, my friend suggested that name. I was running with it. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? But I think when my sound changed and I really – I don't think I took a break from music, but I think I took the time to like really figure out what it meant to me and start really trying to be my own unique creative entity. Um, that's when I changed my name to Casper and Casper. It didn't come from Casper, the, the friendly ghost <laughs> actually. Um, I, I literally was on Tumblr and there was a, a GIF like an, A gif of like an anime and it was if someone can find this anime this would be so dope but um it was an anime and it was like uh, a mech like those big robots like those fighting robots thing and it was like this girl was like writing like like scratching the name casper into like the metal on the robot and i just thought it was so dope that i named myself after that (laughs) i don't know Uh, i love it it.
0: it's like a good you said you kind of got it from anime so it's like a good origin story yeah i like it i really do it's
1: random it's random but it's mine so
0: i mean you own it you own it well and so you kind of talked about you changed your name when you kind of came into your own style i really want to touch it back on that like Mm. I think that's really interesting. How did you think that you found your own style? Like, how did you come into your own when it came to music? Like, how did you differentiate yourself from the others?
1: I think that's an ongoing process. Like, every day I still try to do that. But um, I think really, like, consciously starting that process was becoming my own person. Like, I think my art has always reflected my life and kind of the journey I've gone through as a person. Um, And so, you know, moving away from home coming to Austin and, and kind of trying to decide who you're going to be for the rest of your life, you know, at least for the next few years. Um, we all know that process is tough and and um, it, it takes a lot, but I think going through that kind of just diving into that process, going through the processes of, of picking a major and then, ah, oh, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I want to do something else. And I settle on this and um, having different friends and friend groups, Having different um, girls in my life and, you know, just all this kind of stuff, like all that all that made me who I am. And and um, I think taking the time to just go through that process um, and not, you know, I think back when I first started making music, I wanted my life to be a certain way. I wanted to be a certain way. And I think really coming into my own as a creative, like being unique was about accepting who I was and then going from there. Um, rather than just, oh, I want to, this is who I want to be today. And this is, you know, like whatever it is, it's like I really had to be like, no, this is who I am right now. And I'm okay with that. And then we go from there. And, and I think that is kind of the process of music. Like I started off, I think I had talent when I started off. I, I wouldn't have continued otherwise, yeah. but um like all the way back when I was 14, but obviously I'm nowhere near, I was nowhere near where I am now. And so I think that's the, the same process of just like, you figure it out as you go and you're, you're happy with the journey, even though you're not where you want to be, you just you keep going and, and you, you enjoy the journey.
0: Yeah. You kind of live more for the now and not worry so much about the future, but you are letting the things that happened in your past kind of not affect you, but mold you into who you will be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a perfect way to put it probably. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. And so I want to guess, how would you categorize your music? Like, what genre would you say you fit under, if you fit under any?
1: That's a hard question. Um, um, man, I, it's it's a little bit of, like, rap, it's a little bit of R&B, it's a little bit of soul, it's even, like, nowadays, um, I, a lot of the music that, you know, you guys haven't heard yet is, um, a bit more pop influence and rock influence, so, um, it's just stuff that i loved growing up like you know what i'm saying i i grew up listening to all kinds of different music um and and i definitely incorporate that into my music now i think um having so much from music recorded now and having a, a decent amount out you know now is like people have gotten a little taste of that but i'm i'm really excited to keep expanding that i think the new music is going to really show people what i'm capable of and like really what i'm inspired by like what i want to do which is just make timeless music regardless of the genre i like when i'm making the music i never focus on genre i never care about genre um i just make it and then whatever box it falls into and it falls into but hopefully it doesn't fall too much in one box
0: no i definitely you don't want to place yourself in something where it's like you feel like you can only do this one specific thing
1: yep exactly
0: and so you talk about a lot of inspiration. Who were your musical icon inspirations?
1: Uh, man, that's a that's a tough question. I have so many. Um, I think, so like I have my influences and I have my inspirations. I think the people that inspire me, like that make me want to go where they've gone or, at, you know what I'm saying, kind of follow their path in certain ways. Um, Drake is a big one. Um, not just because of the type of music that he makes and um, all that kind of stuff. You know, I think it's being able to take your friends, you know what I'm saying, from your hometown, people that you love and that have loved you and supported you and pushed you and made you great um, and putting them in position to do what they love and to do it at a super high level. Um, And in that way, you know, I'm inspired by people like LeBron as well. Um, And then, you know, I mean, I think inspirations or I'm sorry, influences so many I think like my pen and the way that I like put songs together the way that it's structured and the inspirations that I draw from I think a lot of it comes from um I would say party next door is a big influence uh, music soul child is a big influence the dream is a big influence um man as far as rap like the game actually is a big influence um of course Jay-z a lot of biggie um just so many. So, I many. I could go on and on. And, like, it gets more obscure the, the longer the list goes on. Because it's like, how does this person inspire or influence you? But I think the music will show that better than yeah. me telling it. Will. No,
0: you kind of take a little bit from everyone. Yeah, definitely. What's been the biggest obstacle that you've faced when it comes to making your music?
1: Man, it's... A lot of it is the focus and, like, the discipline it takes to do this at a high level while you're, you know, kind of inside the nine to five world you know like um just having this, and, and don't get me wrong like my job is is dope like i'm extremely grateful for it, especially that i've had a job through the pandemic and all this stuff but um i think you know i get up i i, I try to knock some things out before i even start my work day and kind of just like get myself centered and then do you know work from nine to five maybe nine to four, you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, and then, and then you go from there into like, okay, am I going to work out? Am I going to record? Am I going to edit? Am I going to produce? Am I going to work on the business side of music? And like, you know, promo marketing rollout, um, am I going to do some networking? Um, and then that's just me. That's all the stuff that's just focused on me. And then I have, you know, spending time with family, I'm um, spending time with friends, um, you know, doing, doing the stuff that kind of like feeds me spiritually, all that stuff. And it's, it's, I just think finding the time for everything, like, and having the focus to execute on the stuff that is your, your main priorities for yourself and then have room for, for other things is like, it's still something I'm like trying to find the balance with, but I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of the fun part of life to like not know how you're going to get it done, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess I do want to touch up on that fact that you are working a nine-to-five what exactly so one what exactly do you do for work right now as your main job and then two how much time do you allot to your music on like a weekly basis
1: um so right now i'm a i'm like an outbound rep um so basically i work for like an enterprise account team um in sales in like the tech industry um and then um, I've been doing that since I got out of school, so I've, I've had the same job, same company since I got out of school, like a year and a half ago. Obviously, um, and then what was the other question? How do I how do I make the time, or yeah. how much the time?
0: How much time do you allot, I guess, during the week to working on your craft, perfecting your music, just different things like that?
1: Um, it's kind of hard to put a number on it because I spend so much time doing it in different ways. Like, okay, so you know, let's say I start a song on like Monday. Um, and I record some and, um, you know, I'll probably do like a verse and a hook or whatever at first, and then I'll go and I'll listen to it nonstop. Like I'll listen to it as I go to sleep, probably for like an hour, it'll keep me up. I'll wake up the next day. I'll be listening to it, listening to it, listening to it all throughout my work day. And the whole time I'm just like taking notes like this, what I want to change this, what I want to do better, more energy here, less volume here, or whatever it is. And then by the time the next like evening rolls around, I'm, I'm recording more. I'm making those edits. And then, you know, I I, I probably send to like uh, Face or Khalil, you know, and have them like listen and tell me, oh, I like this. Maybe change this or like, what do you think about this? And that just fuels it more. Um, and then I'll go back in and maybe I'll add something on production. I'll keep recording. I'll keep editing. So it's like it's so much little stuff that maybe if i'm not recording it's i'm still working on it um with all that in mind i'd probably say like (laughs) 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 probably like 15 to 20 hours a week
0: so it's like a part-time job in itself
1: yeah it definitely is it definitely is but i mean i don't know it doesn't feel like that it feels like it just feels like something you love to do and you just like sneak time away from work or whatever else to just do it as much as possible, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause it's your, it's your passion. Yeah. It's what you're really passionate about. And so how did you come into contact with your manager and your sound engineer? How did you make those connections?
1: So face, um, also went to UT. Um, we, we met through a really good mutual friend of mine, one of my best friends and, um, At the time, he was making music for himself as well, and so we just connected over that naturally, Um, and then, you know, we we stayed friends, and I I continued to just kind of update him on my music and send him stuff every now and then. Eventually, we just sat down, and he was like, yo, like, if you're serious about this, let's do it, and I want to be a part of it the whole way, and I'm like, cool, let's do it, (laughs) because, you know, for me, I always knew that I was serious about it, and I was going to get it done one way or another, but having um having face is i can't even describe how much he does and how much work he puts in and how good he is at everything he does but he's made this journey not only so much more fun but like so much easier in a lot of ways like it really takes the load off my back a lot of times um and so yeah uh now uh face is in los angeles and um we stay connected and he still does his job like you know the the genius that he is um and then as far as like my, I guess my, my main engineer well, really the engineer, Chris Tom, um, we met through face, uh, just speaks to how good at networking and everything <laughs> else face is, um, face introduced us. It's so funny. Cause I think in music, there's so much like social things and cues when you're in music that you, you're kind of trying to figure out when you meet somebody new. And so when I first met Chris, I, um, me and Khalil uh Khalil's also like somebody has produced for me and and is literally like a creative genius as well I can't put into words how much he does and like I can't even give him like a title but um so me and me and Khalil pulled up at Chris's place um to make some music and uh Chris produced something on the spot it was crazy and me and Khalil are sitting here like who are we in the room with like this guy is (laughs) insane and of course Chris is, is looking at us and he's like oh this isn't even that good and so we're you know we're going crazy and we recorded something that day um and so we left after that and and I texted Face I was like I don't really think he liked me like, I was like I don't know it's just kind of weird blah 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 but fast forward to today um Chris produced like three or four I want to say like four four or five tracks on the on the project and he added stuff to like a bunch of others and just did so much and of course he does all the like mixing and mastering right now and uh, man just just what a genius uh, everybody that I work with like is really really talented and and I try to make that really clear like when I talk about my music to anyone like publicly you know if I'm posting stuff or I'm talking about me like it is so much of a wee thing um like it's impossible for me to do what I do without them it is definitely it would definitely not be as good as it is without them and that's not to sell myself short. I think I'm great at what I do. Like, let's not yeah, yeah. get it twisted. I think I'm really, really good at what I do. But um, having superstars around you and superstars in their lane is, you know, it, it is absolutely not to be like underestimated. That makes what we do so much better, like every single day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're incredible. And of course, a ton of other collaborators I work with on a regular basis. But um, those, those yeah, those two, especially Khalil and Uzo, like, huge. Huge.
0: no i definitely feel it and that's not like being cocky or anything like yes you're great on your own but when you put a great person with other great people you're only just increasing the value increasing the amount of just productivity mm-hmm. creativity and of course the end result is going to be amazing
1: yeah exactly I, like you know we we always talk about it um at least me and face i think we we talk so much about what we want to do in this and um you know the vision that we have and the way that we work and why this whole thing has been working so far and it really really has um and i think so much of it comes down to that humility like the fact that me as an artist you know i think you get a lot of young artists ambitious artists who believe that they are the shit and and that's fine you know i think every artist should believe that they're the shit and and should should walk like it and talk like it but just because that's what you believe about yourself doesn't mean that you're the only talented or great person in the room. And so, um, a lot of that humility is what makes this, you know, not only work, but makes us gel together because, you know, if everybody thought their idea was the best idea, um, then it it really wouldn't. But I think we all approach it with the mindset of we're here to make great art and, um, whoever, is hot today you know what I'm saying whoever has the hot hand and you know you, you say when it comes to basketball but whoever has the hot hand whoever has the great idea whoever is inspired today whoever is feeling it like that's how we get stuff done and we all push it forward until it gets to the point where we're like okay we're all proud of this this is something we all stand by and we'll be we'll be happy to say that we finished and put out so um yeah that humility is like another thing that especially in the music industry, can be hard to come by. But um, with these guys, it's like, you know, it's just what, it's what we do.
0: They were a really big part in your first music video. What goes into making a music video for our audience who is either aspiring to try to get their songs out there? Just can you tell us your process and kind of how that went along?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll start by saying that I think that, you know, for our first music video, this is pretty ambitious. Um, like it's not... It's definitely not low budget and um, it definitely was not like thrown together. Um, We worked on this a lot, Um, but kind of starting from the beginning, I, you know, as as the songs usually work and how um, a lot of these things work when it comes to creativity, I just kind of had a stroke of inspiration and I wrote the first kind of the first draft for what this video would be and i loved it i was like oh this is great this is great this is great like this is i i know exactly how i'm supposed to look how i'm supposed to feel all this stuff and um we ended up working on this idea for like a couple months making this stuff come together like who's gonna do it blah 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 blah. we um so (laughs) faces roommates girlfriends brother was (laughs) was <laughs> yeah it's, right, it's a I'm lot connecting the dots and I, I love that though I love that things come together this way but um so that person I don't want to go through a lot <laughs> again um was is our videographer for the video his name's Dave Malave um and he he heard the music of course just through the the network and um he he loved it and he always said like he played the album all the way through and like he he loved the whole vision of it and all this stuff and You know, this is a really, really talented videographer. Yeah, I've
0: seen a little bit of his work. He works with, like, Tyga, just a bunch of other really great artists. A lot. Yeah, Yeah,
1: he's extremely talented, has done a whole lot. And so um, not only the fact that he loved the music and was invested in it, but also the fact that he had the skill set. We were like, this is our guy. Um, And so he ended up coming on board and and agreed to be a part of this. And um, we're planning this out. Like, we know... Oh, we, we eventually find out, OK, yeah, we're, we're going to fly to L.A. and go film this thing and, um, you know, putting the pieces together. And I think um, in the process of kind of like figuring out a, a house to rent for the video, we realize like this original idea probably isn't going to work. So um, and a lot of times that can be really, I don't know, frustrating or crushing for me as a creative because you're like, oh, I want the original idea. But one thing that I've learned and that we've learned is that. Whenever something doesn't go our way, when it comes to this music, like there's something better literally right around the corner. So I I didn't trip, face didn't trip. We just kind of took some pieces from the old one, drew some new pieces in, and, and made what is now Way Out West. And so um, we put this whole thing together. It's a lot of planning, you know. Obviously, first you gotta write the idea of what the video is gonna be. You gotta talk about where it's gonna be. Um, you gotta talk about little stuff like lighting and coloring and wardrobe and who's in the video, like how many, how many people and how are we going to get these people? And, um, thankfully we reached out to, uh, we reached out to a few people, but the, the person that eventually was like set on doing it, excited about doing it and locked in for us was, uh, Cameron Tatiana from, um, we went to school together, obviously. Um, and she's already out in LA and it was just a perfect situation. And, um, so, you know, she agreed to do it and we, we go out there, LA, Um, I actually spent like 10 days out there and, um, I was of course working during the day on my job and then, um, working on the video at night and just putting stuff together and, you know, making sure everything worked. We went and scouted the locations, which included the house in Malibu that we rented and then, um, a few different like outdoor locations at first it was supposed to be like Joshua tree. We, then we, yeah. (laughs) And and we thought it was closer. It was like a four hour drive from Santa Monica. And so we ended up settling on Calabasas, which is a lot closer.
0: Settling on Calabasas. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Like you can't go wrong in LA, honestly. Um, And so put this whole thing together Um, day one of, we, we shot over two days. So day one of shooting, we're out, at the outdoor location in calabasas we're there probably seven hours from like 3 p.m to 10 p.m um it was amazing you know dave had his drone and and by the way dave filmed all of this alone um he he was definitely stressed he was definitely stressed and and tired by the end of the two days probably by the end of the first day but he killed it like came out even better than we could have ever imagined and expected and um you know, first day out there, outdoors all day, making this happen—it was amazing. Um, and then the second day, we filmed in Malibu at the house we we like rented. And um, I wish I I could remember the name of this lady who owns the home, um, but she was extremely kind. She she used to be a model and has covered Vogue and covered all these magazines. She used to live around the world, and she was like the most kind, chill person ever um we got there and we had already had wardrobe planned and stuff we talked to her about the video and kind of the idea we had and she was like oh that sounds amazing and she's like you know cameron got there and she's like you know i i love the idea i actually have some dresses that would work for it like would you like to see and she's like yeah she loans cameron this like vintage dolce and gabbana dress from like the 50s or something it, it's beautiful beautiful vintage dress um if you see it on like instagram or obviously in the video this gold dress that she's wearing is is you know from from this woman we borrowed it from and throughout the shoot um she it was literally the most perfect experience it doesn't get better she she let us um she squeezes fresh watermelon juice she, she <laughs> I, i'm so serious she made us fresh guacamole and chips put it out there and let us have access to everything um she let us stay for an extra hour like and an hour in, in video, like filming time is like another $200. So she, all this stuff, just, just cause, and, and, like truly the best experience ever, like amazing, amazing day. We shot there. Um, obviously it was me face, um, Dave, you know, the videographer, we had Cameron. Um, and then we had Khalil was supposed to be there. He couldn't make it. And then we had Chris, Hatam. And so he was there and, um, Man, what a day, like seriously, one of the best days of my life, like so much fun uh, amid the stress, amid the like planning and like executing, trying to get this right, running around and set this set up and then break it down and set this set up somewhere else. All that stuff, like truly an amazing experience. And just because of who we work with and the, the kind of work that we do is just it was so great so great
0: no you literally couldn't have had a better experience for your first music video like it sounds like everything although it may not have went like your way how you envision it sounds like it kind of it was better
1: yeah yeah that's the thing it's sometimes um like as as creative like putting that ego aside and realizing that sometimes the idea that you didn't have or the stuff that just happens to you is way better than your idea
0: no i definitely get that because i feel like that's something i still kind of struggle with as a creative like either when i'm drawing or doing photography Mm -hmm. like if i mess up it's kind of hard for me to bounce back but then it's like you got to realize like one a mess up is only just kind of helping you learn Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to mess up that's how you grow and that's how you know what to do better next time
1: yeah a hundred thousand percent like so many happy accidents i can't tell you how many times i've like been making a song and hit a key on accident and thought wow this sounds amazing and that becomes someone's favorite part of the song and i'm like i did not mean to do that <laughs> like it's it's so great but yeah man, just just embracing that little like the mess ups the mistakes and stuff is so important
0: i agree so from your kept me company mm-hmm. which song did you find the most difficult to write
1: um <laughs> uh, this is an easy one it's prima donna um just because of the situation that inspired the song um you know the situation i don't want to talk about it here but um it was just a very stressful sticky nasty situation um and you know writing the song you know i think that's when i know like my music is really authentic because it, it evokes an emotional a deep emotional reaction out of me even now if i listen to prima donna now like I,
0: you still think about it it's kind
1: of tough yeah 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 so um yeah it was it was hard to write it's weird it was like hard to write because of you know the emotional reasons but it just absolutely flowed out like i think i wrote the whole thing in probably like over a couple of different sessions but it just it came out exactly as it was supposed to and um You know, I I told the truth in it, the truth that hurt and the truth that that was like messy and nasty and stuff. But, um, you know, like I think when it comes to art, it doesn't get better than that. You know, make yourself uncomfortable when it comes to art because it's raw and Mm -hmm. it's real. Yeah, definitely.
0: Now, I know this might be a pretty controversial question, but who are your top five artists or top three? At the moment.
1: Um... Stuff. I mean, obviously, you know me. For people who don't know me, Drake is number one. Like, just get that out of the way. Um, it's what it is. You know, like, you know, nothing nothing more I can say about that. Um, besides that, I really, it's kind of tough after that. I, I think one of my biggest inspirations and someone that I look up to as far as just being a fearless, creative, fearless artist um, and someone with so much longevity has been Kanye West. And, um, you know, right now we in a rough place, you know what I'm saying? Us Kanye stands are in a rough place, but, um, especially as a, as a Drake stand as well. But, um, you know, Kanye is definitely up there. I would say at the moment it moves so much. I think I'm just such a huge fan of so many different artists. Like I'm inspired by so many different people. I love the weekend. I think he's really, really far up there for me. Probably number three. One, because his willingness to, to change his style over time. I know he's gotten a lot of, like, flack for that, you know, going from this dark, mysterious, nobody's seen his face, only exists on Tumblr type of guy, to now he's the pop guy. But he's done it in, in a really cool way. He's done it with this, this scary and dark image that's stayed the same, um, almost like a thriller on steroids type of thing. Yeah. You know, and I respect him for it. Like, yeah, no, I... I won't lie and say I like every single new weekend song that comes out. But one, being willing to change, try new things. And, you know, he's still an amazing vocal talent. Um, he, I think he's a great performer. And, you know, he, he does it at a really, really high level. So he's up there. I Man, there's so many. This is such a hard question. I hate no, this. No, it is. <laughs> I mean,
0: I was agreeing with you for Kanye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I would have put for sure j cole mm-hmm. just because that man his lyrics are just so profound and the fact that he is unapologetically him like he doesn't care if you like his music he's gonna make it he just writes how he feels and mm-hmm. i feel like he's just a very genuine artist and i also really really love mac miller
1: that's a that's a really good one yeah
0: and i wanted to ask you what do you think about artists who blow up kind of once they die
1: it's it's a tough situation i don't i i don't know if mac falls in that category because he was big before he died obviously um i think he got uh, you know when people die they get bigger yeah just how it works um but i'm glad for any artists who get new people who are drawn to them their story and their art after they die you know i think a lot of the stress as an artist can come from trying to attract new listeners, and get bigger, you know what I'm saying, be just, just bigger business in an entity, and, you know, if you're signed to a label and all this stuff, it can come with a lot of, like, extra stuff that you don't want to deal with, but, you know, it, it's kind of a benefit of, you made great art while you were alive, and it outlives you, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, really a goal that I personally have, but I think that every artist should have, is to have art that outlives you and means something after you die, you know what I'm saying, that still carries value, and, Speaks to people, connects with people, even after you're gone. Even if you don't die, you know what I'm saying? Even before you've died, like, um, I when feel you're like we don't
0: music, give enough artists the credit when they are alive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and that's and that's the hard thing. Is like obviously, you know, when people suddenly are fans of an artist after they die, I think the natural reaction is to be like, Oh, well like, you should have given their flowers while they were here, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, it, you just may not have had a chance to there's a lot of living artists right now that you don't know about and they're amazing and it's not your job to find each and every single one of them it's your job to be drawn to the artists who you are drawn to and to support the hell out of them while they're here you know what I'm saying when you find them hold on to them cherish them be happy for them when they get bigger that can be hard you know if you're a day one fan you'd be like oh i remember when i was the only one who knew about this but like truly these people do this for a living and it's like you know, just, just celebrate them while they're here, while you know about them. And if you find them out, if they die, don't feel bad about it. But, you know, just just make it a point to give these people their flowers while they're here. It's not easy. A lot of it causes a lot of issues, mental health issues for people, you know, while they are here and while they're alive. So just appreciating that, show love to the art and just respecting that, you know, people don't know how much goes into it and just, you know, just, just cherish artists. You know what I'm saying? All of them, all of them, not just music
0: what's one thing because you talk about how people don't know exactly all that goes into making the craft of music so what's one thing or what's one misconception that you think a lot of people have about okay i'm gonna start making music
1: the big one is that i just gotta i just gotta do blank and i'm gonna blow up overnight and it does not work like that um Yes, there are some artists that blow up overnight. And yes, some of those artists are not very talented. (laughs) But that is very, very, very rare. It's a very small percentage. And the vast majority of the time, those artists don't last. They just don't. Like, you know, they're here today and you think they're the most popular and rich. And yeah, they may get an endorsement deal. They may be on a commercial, whatever it is. But like, that doesn't last. And if you're serious about making art, not lasting is like your nightmare because then you're like, not only are you back to square one, but it might be even worse than that because people feel like we've heard you before, we didn't like you, go away. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that that's the number one biggest misconception. Misconception is that you hear one untalented artist, or to you they're untalented, and you think you could do it or you think it's so easy to do it, and it's like, no, it is it is not that simple at
0: There's all. There's way more to it. Yeah, a whole lot. What are some artists or up-and-coming artists that you're listening to now?
1: Um, up-and-coming I think I want to say probably my number one up and coming artist right now is Ryan Trey. Love Ryan Trey. Um, He's great. He's like R and B kind of in the trap soul type lane. Um, He's worked with Bryson tiller before. um, And he's also from Louisville. Is that right? No, I'm sorry. Not Louisville. St. Louis, St. Louis, my bad. And uh, he's incredible. He just released an album, 64 East Saga. I've been running that back a lot. Um, don tolliver is another big one for me i just got to go see him in concert i'm gonna see him again at dan vegas i'm excited about that i don't think baby keem counts as up and coming anymore he's here you know he's who? baby keem
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's because we were literally texting about this and i did not know who he was oh. and so because y'all were hating on me i went to go look him up he's good mm-hmm. he's not bad mm-hmm. his music's just not my taste but i do think he has a lot of potential
1: Okay, all right, well, I respect it. um, it's definitely not for everybody it's not it's not for everybody, but um, I really like his music uh it took me I, actually I'm not gonna lie. it took me a minute to get into him as well, so I don't blame you up and coming who else Tierra whack has has definitely been one just so inspiring like what she was able to do with like one one and a half minute tracks. It's just one of those things that like as an artist, it's like going to the museum and seeing some like abstract like crazy thing, and you're like this is the coolest thing ever. Like, that's how I feel about her music. Who else? Um, Honestly, a lot of female rappers that have been, like, really inspiring me and kind of, like, been exciting, especially in the past, like, year or so. Like, Flo Millie has been on fire. I love her music. Of course, you have Megan Thee Stallion, but, I mean, you know, you know what she does. Yeah, Yeah, um, she's amazing. Who else, man? There's so many.
0: Where do you go to find, like, I guess, these different artists or, like, how do you kind of keep your music taste growing
1: you know one way actually it's kind of a cheat code but um my instagram algorithm is so good at this point that it is recommending me some great music i found um i think you say his name Aston. um it's like a-s-t-n he's great the song is called like la don't look good on you fire and then this this one artist i like reposted today um Gideon. got Ga- did you Gideon? It, no, not him, not him. Oh. Um, but it's it's this it's this newer guy, really, really small artist. You know, obviously like newer artists, but um, amazing. Um, and then who I performed with at my first show, Lexe, she's incredible. She killed it. She's incredible. She kills it. Um, she just released a couple songs. It's like a it's like a little EP. I think it's just two songs. Um, incredible, like. I, so I, I listened to music from before and like for the show and everything, and I liked it. And I think she's great. And then listen to the new music. I'm like, what have you done in the past few months? Because this is, it's like crazy, like leaps and bounds even better than what she was doing before. Man, so many, so many. And then, oh, one more, one more. Who um, my friend Brian just recommended put me on to this artist. I think his name is Van Camp. And he's kind of like Playboy Cardi, like Rage type music. Okay. Um, Fire, though. Like, you know, obviously that type of music isn't for everyone as well. But, um, man, he had me ready to, like, throw the weights through the ceiling at the gym. So, like, you know, yeah, 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 he goes crazy.
0: No, and I love it. Because you can literally tell just by talking to you how passionate you are about music. And I kind of want to know what, where did that passion come from? What kind of music did your parents listen to growing up?
1: That's a good question. So, like... I grew up in a, in a pretty Christian household. Um, I, I heard a lot of gospel growing up. A lot of Kirk Franklin, things like that. And I actually heard a lot of like kind of contemporary like pop-ish, maybe almost kind of like R&B-ish type Christian music. Backstreet Boys uh, probably is a big one. That's funny. Um, but so like I, I honestly, throughout probably middle school, I listened to a lot more pop and rock. I used to be like a really big punk fan like my chemical romance mm, okay. green day is probably on the more mainstream end of punk who else i actually used to listen to some screamo as well um i just just listened to music like i was just like oh this there's something cool about this and i would just keep listening um i don't know there was i don't know i feel like i have like not the best memory of my own childhood it's so weird but um i i for sure remember a lot of gospel growing up so um oh and john legend john legend a lot and alicia keys and india irie that would be the yeah yeah a lot of that
0: do you see gospel kind of affecting or kind of making appearances in your newer music or the music that you're producing now
1: i have plans for it um the tough thing about gospel is that like i think choirs are what makes gospel so powerful it's the soul yeah Yeah. it's, it's the soul it's the like all these people and you know, the way they mix it, it feels like these people are like standing right around you. It's it's amazing. Um and I think it's definitely I definitely have a lot of ideas and plans to kinda dive into um that type of sound. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be making gospel music like Kanye. I'm, I'm not. But um yeah, like exploring like choruses and choirs and things like that is amazing. I think Tyler does a good job of like exploring that type of sound without it being gospel. Um so, yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll probably see that from me not too soon, but yeah, 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 you'll see it.
0: Somewhere in the distant future.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Now, I know music is a big part of who you are, mm-hmm. but what do you do when you're not making music? What do you like to do for fun?
1: I actually spend a lot of time um, playing video games, um, playing Warzone, which is me yelling at my friends whenever they mess up or don't revive me. <laughs> um on Warzone. Um and then, you know, I, I mean, like I play other games. I play Assassin's Creed and um stuff like that. I like I've I've been a gamer for like years and years. My dad's a gamer and a nerd like I am and um it's one of my favorite parts of myself is just you know, just that imagination and the willingness to like video games are silly, like you know, they're 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 stupid, they're pointless, you know, whatever, you know, but they're so much fun and it's that's I feel like that's how I kinda like train myself to be creative is to be like you know this thing is is just in my head and it's made up or whatever it is but it means something to me and i enjoy it and so it's kind of like just part of my creative process i like to say also it a lot of time sometimes but you know um, i mean
0: it's kind of like your release like it's kind of where you get to let go and just kind of be carefree because there really is no like awful outcome that can come of it
1: exactly you just relax and enjoy it and um you know just just hobbies you know and then besides that um love i mean love movies man
0: you are a movie fan i feel like you and me yeah you kind of give me a run for my money you put me on the movies yes
1: i like i'm a huge movie fan i'm trying to like really expand my taste now and like foreign film and like older movies and stuff like that but love movies um i'm a huge mafia like mob movie fan um I do a mean impression at this point. Um, Lynette gets a kick out of it. She's like, <laughs> how do you do it? Um, and then what else I like to do? Obviously, work out, exercise, you know, and play basketball. Although, like, since the start of the pandemic, I definitely fell off. Um,
0: basketball. I mean, we were on a basketball team.
1: You remember the glory days, you know?
0: I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't the star player because <laughs> I yeah. wasn't, but – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. y'all y'all kinda of picked me on I feel like I only got one goal or goal basket.
1: It's a goal. It'll it'll count. We just <laughs> said goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, nah, th- those were the days. That was a lot of fun. Um uh, we used to be so serious about that, like our co ed team and then we just lose every game. We're just like, All right, oh well, let's just have fun. <laughs> so, um what else, man? I feel I don't know, I, there's not much time for anything else besides those hobbies and music, honestly. So yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> so, Casper, <laughs> what are your next steps?
1: Man, just continue to release music. Um, I've got the I've new music. I'll just say new music coming um next week. So super excited about that. And really it's some of the music that I'm most proud of that I made so far but then after that I'm just going to keep rolling out new music hopefully like every one or two months um and so yeah yeah it's a lot of surprises It's a lot of new sounds it's a lot of stuff that I'm like excited to try and excited for people to hear me do because it is not like anything I've done before like it's nothing like kept me company in a lot of ways um there's some that like falls in that um you know box or that that kind of genre but a lot of the new stuff is very different for me and um, pushes the envelope and, and um, excites me. Like the kind of music that when I'm making it, I, I feel like does this make sense? Like this is this me? And and then by the time I finish, I'm like I love it. You know. So um, I'm really excited for that. Like just just going coloring completely outside the lines. I'll say that.
0: And what do you think? What will it take for you to pursue your music full time?
1: Um, that's a good question I think that's always on my mind you know at the point where I feel like I have a path laid out in front of me leading me for you know to the next level and all that stuff and, and that I'm really like fully steeped in this and I have some stuff under my belt like probably more shows probably more music out obvi- obviously um, but you know I just want to feel a bit more stable in the music, like bit more complete as an artist and probably have you know revenue coming in from from the music side of things in order to take that next step but i'm really excited about it. i think about it every day and um you know it's coming it's coming soon it is definitely coming soon like the way things have been moving the opportunities that have been opening up and the quality of the music first and foremost like it all like i know where i'm headed i know what i'm gonna do if other people haven't figured it out yet that's on them but i know what we're about to do so yeah i can't wait soon
0: No, and I know I can definitely see it. I mean, I've known you for five years now, yeah, Yeah, all throughout our college career, and this has always been the one thing that I feel like you've been so passionate about. It's been your music, your clothes, (laughs) because you got some good taste. I mean, look at those jeans.
1: Yeah, come on, man. You can't be an artist without cool clothes, (laughs)
0: But I, I'm so excited to see this really unfolding for you and just, like, the journey and the dedication that I know you really have
1: for it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited to see all this unfold for you. Like, you know, I think you've always been a creative person and in your bag. And you're one of the people who's brave enough to, like, pursue that creative side even in college. And seeing this all to come together is dope. And um, you've got some really, really great people on the podcast already so far. So, um, yeah, I mean. Even beyond this, like, you know, obviously the sky's the limit.
0: You're making me blush. <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> no, I love that. Honestly. Colin, where can people find you at? What are your handles?
1: Just so people know, like, I don't go by Cartier. Like, if you see me in public or in person, like <laughs> my first name that. is not my first name is at Cartier. But it's cool. Like, I'm not gonna get mad. It's just funny to me. Um, so my handles on social media, uh, it's Cartier Cass. Like Cartier, the brand, C A R T I E R CAS, C A S. Um, that's Twitter, that's IG, and then on, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Just search Casper, and uh, probably we'll have to search like Casper plus, like a song name or something to find me. But um, yeah, I'm on there as Casper. Keep looking out for new music. I'm going to keep dropping a lot of cool stuff coming, even outside the music um, that I'm excited to share. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing year.
0: No, and I will definitely make sure to tag the YouTube for your music video once it drops in the description below. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Above the Mean. If you liked it, make sure to comment and subscribe. Like always, I'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday morning. Don't forget to follow our Instagram account. I'll be uploading highlight clips and bonus reels from the podcast. You can find the tag for that along with Colin's handles and the link to his music video Way Out West in the description below. As always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.